and welcome once again to Yester Ladies. Welcome. And this is Dana and this is Heather. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Heather. <laughs> very girlfriend. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, Heather, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about something called the Bechdel test. Oh, which now, pronunciation. Oh, yes. I kept hearing it pronounced Bechdel. Bechdel. Yeah. Well, that's how do, Anita Sarkeesian I can do says that. it. And I trust her. I feel like she's the authority on everything. So yeah. We, we'll go with that. Bechdel. Okay. Bechdel. Okay. Bechdel okay. Uh, and this is a benchmark for movies created mm-hmm. by Alison Bechdel in 1985. Yes. We're going to hear Indeed. all about it. Indeed. Um, so it was, it was kind of, um, it came out of a, a comic strip that mm-hmm. Alison Bechdel wrote. I actually, I don't know if she still writes it. I don't know if it's ongoing, mm, but. That's a good question. Um, it was or is named uh, Dykes to Watch Out For, and it was a comic featured in um, uh, an alternative feminist newspaper. So um, probably not a huge circulation. (laughs) We're not talking like um, New York Times Mm. (laughs) subscription rates, I'm sure. I'd be very surprised. So this little comic strip came out in 1985, and in it there are two um, characters, two female characters, um, talking about going to see a movie and the one proposes that no let's let's go see this movie and then it cuts away to this kind of um like oh it's like i forget what it's like the reckoning or something some like made <laughs> the, barbarian. the barbarian <laughs> it's like some like crazy muscle man like ah <laughs> on the, on the poster and they kind of look at it and then um the one woman says well actually i've come up with a a kind of a test that i use and i only see movies that pass this test so um in the test, there have to, or in the movie, there have to be two female characters. Uh, so that's the first part. Two, they have to talk to each other. And three, they have to talk to each other about something other than a man or men. She says, I never see movies unless they pass that test. And then she kind of pauses and she says, the last movie I saw was Alien. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now this was 1985, so I don't know how, pro- how far previous, <laughs> but they kind of like, stand there silently and ponder this for a second and then they're like well let's go home and watch or well, go home and make popcorn <laughs> <laughs> not bother um so you know obviously this started out as just a punchline or a the construct for um a, a joke but it definitely pokes at something problematic in our in our culture which is the lack of female representation in movies and in fiction in general and the lack of um, complex uh, female representation in our narratives. Um, So, as I said, this comic strip came out in 1985. It seems to have kind of gone largely unnoticed for quite a few years. And then for whatever reason, I was kind of trying to find you know who why (laughs) yeah why it kind of came back but you know it's the internet right so probably somebody (laughs) was looking at old back issues of of you know this newspaper and saw this and laughed and thought oh this is fun scanned it and put it online and before you knew it um it kind of was all over the internet uh in the 2010s so it Mm -hmm. had a good Mm -hmm. you know uh uh seedling period i guess and then all of a sudden it starts kind of taking off um just a few years ago um so this is this is a topic that is definitely recent history but hey it still counts and like considering that it you know first came about 
um, just after we were born. There you go. Um, ooh, we just gave away our age. Age spoiler. <laughs> if you can, yeah, okay. Do the math, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it definitely has has roots in kind mm-hmm. of um, feminist history and it's come to fruition in the last few years and Mm -hmm. there has been a lot of discussion over the last several years about whether movies um fail or pass the Bechdel test and um it's kind of taken on some permutations and people I mean obviously it's been hugely discussed in um feminist literature and more widely in cultural discussions which is good yeah um one of the kind of um not alternatives to the test, but kind of a little bit of an addendum has been the first part. Uh, there needs to be two female characters in the movie. You sometimes see the test represented as it needs to be two named female yeah. characters. And yeah. they can't just be anonymous characters. They have to be actual named um, characters in the movie. So yeah. that's kind of one permutation that it's taken. Um, Another tweak that I read to the role is the same thing. So name characters, but they also have to have a conversation for at least 60 seconds. Yes, I saw this a topic. Now, I don't know yeah. if this is, again, uh, referencing Anita Sarkeesian, who, if you don't know, right. is um, has also become rather newsworthy in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. She's a feminist uh, critic who um, posts... Uh, videos on her YouTube channel, uh, Feminist Frequency, and I think we would both highly recommend checking them out. They're really great, and she uh, talks a lot about representations of women in films Mm -hmm. and in video games and in all sorts of other mediums, Um, and unfortunately has had to deal with a lot of just awful... um, backlash mm, yeah. against her and we yeah. you know you can google that and look up the whole the whole sad business but she's very um important voice in feminist critique at the mm-hmm. moment and um I, as far as i know that was her addendum, yes, the idea that yes that's where i found be, it yes yeah, i think seconds. the named characters edition came from other theorists mm-hmm. but she added in the specifically the 60 seconds rule right um, which does improve it um, yeah, well, it, because she yes, was, because. she mentions in the video where she talks about, um, or she kind of revisit revisits the Bechdel test in a later video after kind of her initial one, and we'll link to all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but she references the fact that often there is all this quibbling on line about whether or not a movie passes the test because oh well, there's this brief exchange between these two <laughs> named female characters, and it's like. Um, 10 seconds of like you know yeah. they're chatting oh I like, love your shoes thanks I yeah. like your skirt you know and so they're talking about something and it's not yeah. men but so technically it passes right. but then people are quibbling about whether technical blah 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 blah. so her I think reasonable addendum yes. is that okay well if we say it has to be for at least 60 seconds then that <laughs> at least kind of rules out some of the more like okay well it was like a yeah, two second yeah. line about like, oh, yeah. I love your shoes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it seemed like there were like two sentences sort of saving or passing a lot of movies right. that really shouldn't have been passed. And the spirit of the movie and the representation, the the rest of the representation of women was problematic. extremely problematic yeah. or stereotypical or or you know that that was it. So that kind of helps eliminate that issue. Exactly. So basically, um, this test uh nicknamed the bechdel test and interestingly enough um yes. the uh, writer alison bechdel who who created the comic strip in the first place um she's been ambivalent about uh her association with this and and you know at different times she's expressed concern about you know is this 
can't we go beyond this? And then mm. it seems later on she's come more to be trying to embrace this. It's like, actually, I can understand the value. This is starting conversations. It's a valid yes. yeah. uh, litmus test. And that's kind of one of the, one of the, I think anyway, the, the best way to use this. It's not necessarily um, uh, uh, something that you desperately need to apply to each film individually <laughs> right. and, and hold it to kind of these, these rigid standards it's more a litmus test and a general gives us a general sense of the state of our representations of women in media right um and uh as uh there was a good quote sorry let me just find it here so there was a good quote by um charlie jane anders in an io9 article that again we will link to um but i thought her assessment she was kind of talking about the problem is a lot of people have quibbled with the test because, well, it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go deep mm-hmm. enough. It's there's this problem. There's that problem. And she says, you, it's, it's not, okay. So this is her quote, direct quote here. <laughs> it's not a film by film metric. It's a barometer showing where we are in general. And it forces you to think in aggregate about why so many films would fail because right. that's the point here. So yeah. many films fail. I yeah. mean, once you start, I don't know about thinking you, about it. Yeah, yes. when yeah. I first uh, read about or heard about the Bechdel test, maybe several years ago now, it was kind of a revelation to me because then you immediately start thinking about all yes. of the movies you know, yes. especially all your favorite movies, yes. and thinking, "Does it pass? Does it pass?" And you're kind of going through, <laughs> and all you the always get afraid, like, "No, no, yeah, it has I know." <laughs> and yeah. you know, and again, okay, just to set all of this up again. Um, Nobody is saying that because a film fails, that it's not a good film or right. a film that people should right. see or a valuable, entertaining, great yeah. piece of Or that you're work. a bad feminist for watching this exactly. movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more, again, as uh, Charlie Jane Anders says, it's a barometer for yeah. where we are in general. Yeah. And, you know, just because a film passes doesn't <laughs> necessarily yeah. make it. I mean, people have pointed out the big classic kind of example of a film that passes but is still extremely problematic is uh, the Sex in the City movie mm. and its sequel, which obviously both pass, but they're problematic. Now, as a fan of, of Sex in the City, <laughs> I can see it both ways that those movies, they are problematic. But um, mm. another yeah. one along the same lines is The Help um, yes. from a few years ago that yes. certainly passes, but it is problematic more in terms of its representations of uh, race than um, female uh, characters. But... So mm-hmm. it's complicated mm-hmm. and yeah. you can't just say this movie passes, therefore it's good. This movie fails, therefore it's right. bad. It's right. more that this test is a benchmark or as, you know, again, it's a barometer for yeah. the the state of representations of yeah. women in general. And I think even if you think the test could use improvement, it's not a reason to stop using it entirely. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. It's still a, a good tool to kind of open your eyes to what's going on in in filmmaking as a whole and i don't know what stats you've been reading dana but what i read was at least 50 percent of tests or of <laughs> movies fail this test mm-hmm, I saw and it's that too. shocking that at least half if not more movies don't even have yeah. two female characters exactly. who are saying anything yeah. that's not related to men right so I mean, many movies don't even pass the, the first part yes, of the, the test. first yeah. step yeah. yeah so just having two women in the movie yeah. is like a big thing and that le- led to another principle that i was reading about this smurfette principle yeah, I like where it's like a world of men with just one woman right for so example yes the avengers yes. which again i adore <laughs> but um especially in the first movie you've got black widow 
and then she's surrounded by all the, yeah. the muscly guys. Right. Like, she's complaining like, about well. the muscly guys. But, <laughs> yeah. But obviously that's problematic. And it's a yeah. good, good example of the smart fat principle. Yes. And so you see that tokenism of mm. the one woman or the one person of race. Yeah. So just before we kind of go on again, just talking about, there's not, again, there's not a whole lot of history to be found about the Bechdel test, but one thing that Alison Bechdel has, has talked about, again, she's had problems with the way that it's titled. She prefers mm. it to be titled the Bechdel Wallace test because she says that she got this concept from her friend, Liz Wallace. So you sometimes mm-hmm. will see it as the Bechdel Wallace test. And that's actually how Alison Bechdel prefers it. And right. she mentions the fact that her friend, Liz Wallace, um, says she first got the idea for this test from uh, Virginia Woolf. Yes, I read that as well. um, has made similar observations about the portrayal of women in literature Mm -hmm. many years ago. So this this is um, an issue and a conversation that's been happening for a very long time. Yes. Um, This is nothing new. And I like that, that it's not just about movies. It's about all representations of women and that Virginia Woolf was noticing this in literature long before, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood had even become a thing. So, yeah. um, actually, um, if you don't just, mind, I think we may have yeah. time. There's a really good, um, quote, um, from Virginia Woolf about this very problem. Um, so she says, All of these relationships between women, I thought, rapidly recalling the splendid gallery of fictitious women are too simple. And I tried to remember any case in the course of my reading where two women are represented as friends. They are now and then mothers and daughters, but almost without exception, they are shown in their relation to men. It was strange to think that all the great women of fiction were, until Jane Austen's day, not only seen by the other sex, but seen only in relation to the other sex and how small a part of a woman's life that is um yeah mm-hmm. yeah actually and jane austen we were we were chatting beforehand because as we have previously mentioned we we're both <laughs> extreme austenites <laughs> and um so uh, the, definitely the vegetal test my mind first went to jane austen movies yeah. to my favorite movies and they definitely all pass yeah. they certainly all pass the first two tenets yes um where you run into problems is the third one that the women have to talk about something other than men and really meaningfully for most of those movies i think generally the women are talking about Mm -hmm. men and i think they they probably do all pass if by a slim margin but yeah we were thinking of of minor details like minor conversations that would pass all of them which we were relieved about but at the same time we were (laughs) i think it's a little unsettling to to say okay even our our you know, famous friend, even our fave, <laughs> Jane Austen, is the majority of the conversations between women are about men. And mm-hmm. yeah. Now, to be fair, Jane Austen's main topic was about kind of yeah, it's about marriage and relationships. gender relationships. Yeah, and yeah. That's in, her in, milieu that she yeah. was writing about. Exactly. Fair enough. So, but yeah. again, as a litmus has for the general representation of women, there are, you know, when women are portrayed, it does mm. seem like overwhelmingly the topic is relationships yes. and specifically male female romantic relationships right, so exactly. um, yeah you know as other critics have pointed out the test can be adapted for representations of people of color yes. and for um uh, lgbt L- yep, community, community. Yeah. um so a, a one adaptation i saw that i kind of like is um 
so people of color in movies. So number one, are there two people of color in the yeah. film? Two, do they talk to each other? And three, do they talk about something other than a white person? So, <laughs> <laughs> and what is <laughs> frightening is that even fewer movies well, yes. pass that yes. test than pass the original Bechdel test. Right. And yeah, you real I mean, really, you start thinking about movies and gosh, the no. number of movies yeah. that would pass that test, it's um it's pretty sad. It would almost be interesting to go through our shelves of movies and see mm-hmm. if we if any even have pass. any, yeah. which is really scary. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I do to be Yeah, yeah I know. I'm thinking about mine and going, Oh God, maybe I don't mm-hmm. have any. Yeah, and that's yeah. a little shocking, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, we we kind of like to champion our gender but then at the same time we're realizing oh okay yeah, you know they're... we have to think about race as well mm-hmm. yeah race yeah. and sexuality and um, yeah. yeah gender interesting interesting very <laughs> very very um so i was looking into a few of the reasons why this is um the case right and i mean there's like a long history of patriarchy and sexism but so you know there's that but um some of the stats people were talking about were things like the fact that film directors are still to this day only um only seven percent female so it's mm-hmm. a tiny percentage of all film directors so i while it's not a good thing it's also not surprising that having so uh so much of the majority of directors being men uh means that representations of realistic or um complex female characters um especially having more than one is is not the case um and also um some of the articles we're talking about sort of these gatekeepers in the film industry right and, and we're mm-hmm. talking about like um executives and producers and this sort of thing right sort of the, pe- the people the studio is behind the films or the money behind the films um and they're predominantly older white men and uh and so that's kind of they're making the call about what they think will be profitable and often it's not the stories the realistic uh complex stories about women right um, and what's i interest sorry just yes. but what's interesting though is that um it does seem as if because of this conversation or and maybe partially because yep. of this conversation that in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. movies are passing the test and yes. passing in meaningful ways. And very interestingly, uh, in looking at the profits of especially big mainstream films, yes. they have been finding that um, Bechdel positive movies by far yep. make more money than um, Bechdel negative movies. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. all these executives have to do is kind of look at the numbers. And really, to me, it's kind of common sense, right? Because half of <laughs> yeah, the people who go to see the movies right. are women. Yeah. And so naturally, it makes sense that yeah. you want to see movies that represent what you're interested you, in. Yes, your life, your perspective. Exactly. There were a couple examples I read um, of the exact same thing, right? Of these special um, tests being very profitable. And they were listing things like Frozen, right? Mm. It's two female main characters. Um um oh shoot what was the other one um bridesmaids right like an almost all female cast um so things like these movies are and they were pointing out that they're still rare but they're like so much more profitable than expected and and so I thought, haha. Which is sad, like, isn't it? A it is, it is a little sad. Everybody's it's, so shocked that oh, these movies. Dear. Yes. And they said, but that's the attitude, right? Like yeah. people are taken aback by, or these executives are taken aback by the fact that they do so well when really it shouldn't be shocking. Yeah. Like you say, it should be a logical um, result. But uh, so, yeah, I think, okay, well then continue to let your your pocketbook lead you <laughs> to more of these movies. And yeah. like, let's get more. Um, and I think also it might represent a larger problem in that women don't have enough choice when going to see movies like right. if you want to see that really funny awesome like female-centered movie bridesmaids like you don't have three to choose from you have one mm-hmm. in a year whereas 
for men, the same issue is <laughs> does not exist. So maybe they are so individually so profitable because there's just not a selection. So yeah, that uh, might be part of be, it for sure. You know, maybe we want to see the individual profits of these movies drop because there's many more, right? Yeah. There's more competition, which would be good for everyone. Yes. <laughs> so we, we will see. We, we will see. see where things go. But in general, they seem to be on an upswing in terms of. I think so. so that's yeah. Great. Yeah. Although I have a, a depressing stat oh, to follow. That. I'm sorry, Dana. Um, so the the intro to one of these articles was talking about um, how like the ratio of men to women in movies, and they were saying the study conducted showed that between 1950 and 2006, so very recently, movies had. A, an almost completely stable ratio of two men for every woman in a movie. And, and that goes right up until 2006. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's when the study ended. Um, but they're what they weren't seeing movement. I mean, from 1950, to, you think of everything yeah. else that's changed in film and you're going, what? Like, how could that <laughs> possibly not have changed? Yeah. So anyway, it's, I, I see more movies with women and for women, that sort of thing. But at the same time, we still have, there's still a lot of work and there's still a lot of change to happen. So, Absolutely. Hi, hi, hi. So uh, I know we wanted to talk about our favorite movies and whether right. they passed or not. Before we do but, this, yeah. just an, um, one other, I really like, I came across this, uh, another test idea, because one of the things that some of the critics have been talking about recently is, okay, the Bechdel test, it's a good litmus test for just, the presence of mm, women yes. in movies yeah. and the presence of them as at least slightly more weighty characters with some actual dialogue and actually mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. each other. But, um, okay. What about the way they're, they're portrayed? So as okay. we said, the Bechdel test movies where a woman compliments another woman on her, her on her shoes, um, it passes the test, sure. but is perhaps not a great, the test doesn't really measure if that's a, a meaningful, worthwhile, <laughs> helpful portrayal yeah. of, of women. Um, so um, comic book writer Kelly Sue DeCormick came up with another, I think, really awesome test that she calls the sexy lamp test. Yes! I was going to mention that too. And I love too. this because it reminds me of... Um, Oh, what's the Christmas movie with the 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 lamp? Yeah, leg. the leg yeah, lamp. The leg oh, lamp. Gosh. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I keep thinking of I'm, I'm, as I'm picturing this test. I'm picturing that I lamp. The same thing. <laughs> That's so funny that you said that. Sexy yes. lamp. Sexy lamp. <laughs> so the sexy lamp test basically says, okay, can a female character in your movie be replaced by a sexy lamp? If so, <laughs> perhaps consider rewriting your draft. <laughs> and the idea is basically, you know. Is, does she further the plot in any meaningful way? Is she just there as a sexual object or a prize or um, right. something to be like a prop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, if so, perhaps she could be time made more complex. Time to, time to up your game. <laughs> exactly. Screenwriter. So yeah. if she could be replaced by a sexy lamp, then maybe rethink. I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this links to something I was talking about in class recently. I, I teach at St. Clair College and uh, um, we were talking about women's representation in the media and we were looking more at advertising than films, but um, we some of the advertisements we were talking about how women were basically used like furniture in yeah. the advertisements, like alluring furniture. Like, literally. So, literally. Yeah, <laughs> it was really scary. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there, were a, there was a series of lingerie ads that were especially problematic, but um, yeah, it was like you know, women, you just get a woman to make your house look pretty or something like that. Right. <laughs> there and look nice. Very Stepford. Yeah. Yes. Oh my Absolutely. goodness gracious. So, so 
Okay, so you wanted to talk about some of your favorite movies. That, yeah, I have a list uh, of a couple of mine that I was mulling okay. over. And then uh, I've got a couple of interesting lists here okay. after that, looking at surprising movies that do pass the test uh, and surprising movies that don't pass the uh, test. So we'll have to get into that. A little teaser. Okay, but... little. <laughs> Keep you interested. So what movies were you thinking about? Okay, so I wrote down three of my favorite movies just off the top of my head. Um, and my first, like, favorite classic movie is The Sound of Music. Ah. Of course. <laughs> and I thought about, oh, this actually has a lot of um, it examples. Passes. It, it passes. passes yeah. And it passes like with flying colors. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like with, you know, with our feminist uh, like additions added on. So um, Maria and the Mother Superior talk about whether she's suited for Abbey life, right? Early on there's discussions. Career Are you aspirations. Right? Career aspirations. Mm-hmm. Are you right for this? Is this the path for you? This kind of thing. And there's like songs involved. <laughs> and, and then I also yes. thought, oh, there are like whole songs about Maria that have no relation to her relationship right, with men, that's right? True. Whole um, songs about basically her inner right, life her, and her, her personality and, her, yeah, and yeah, and her behavior. And I thought this is great. Like this is so um, passing. I've never so, thought about that. Yeah, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh, this is just wonderful. <laughs> um, so, yep, the nuns singing about her, and Maria has conversations with Liesel, the the eldest daughter of the Von Trapp family, about um, partially about boys and partially about love, you know, which is fine, but also about sneaking out. Right, Liesel climbs up into her bedroom window, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation about sneaking out at night, you know, and yeah. like, why don't you put this nightgown on? Mm-hmm. And and she acts as sort of a, a strong mentor figure for mm-hmm. her, which is nice. And boys come into the conversation at some points, but at other points, it's just about you know, Liesel, your behavior, and and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I thought, hey, this is pretty cool great yeah it's like oh sound of music um because it's from an era and from a genre that are, is usually pretty bad <laughs> in yeah, this respect not right a lot like of early that... musicals yeah. <laughs> not, not usually super progressive so yeah. i thought hey this is great um another option or another movie of mine was sense and sensibility mm-hmm. so um, with Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet. And Hugh Grant, yes, and Hugh Laurie, yes, <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of awesome people. <laughs> There's a lot movie. of awesome people. <laughs> um, and so I thought, okay, this does pass mm-hmm. um, because. Eleanor talks to her family, Marianne and her mother and her other sisters, um, once they've moved to the smaller house, right? They're complaining about the price of beef right. and, well, there's and actually, how expensive it is. There's quite a few scenes in that movie, which there uh, really are. I will interject is also one of my favorites. Uh, yes. As nobody will be surprised That's to hear. not a <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I mean, she talks, they talk a lot about um, moving. Eleanor is trying to find a suitable yes, place. a house to live in. For them to yes. live in. So, I mean, you know, probably more of their conversations throughout the movies revolve around men. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. But they get in those kind of domestic, mm-hmm. like, real-life um, conversations. Yeah. Concerns, right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in a lot of movies that might have just been cut out, like, it's not of importance, yeah. so it wouldn't have been included. But those are the details I like the best. Mm-hmm. And um, Emma Thompson wrote the screenplay. Which is why it's awesome. And Jane Austen wrote the novel. Exactly. So. Exactly. So <laughs> we've got two strong ladies here yeah. uh, making it happen. And so the third movie I thought of was The Secret Garden. Mm. Um, and I also believe this passes uh, because Mary Lennox talks to Martha, um, her maidservant, oh, yeah. um, about... Things like, like Martha will bring her porridge, right? And say things like, oh, uh, my siblings would have had that completely cleaned up by now. Or what do you mean you can't dress yourself, Mary? Aren't you like, you know, 10 years old or however old she is? Um, So they have conversations about domestic things, topics, like maybe you should learn to clothe yourself. (laughs) And like, maybe I'm not spoon feeding you porridge. Um, And and then also Mary argues with Ms. Medlock about sneaking out of her room and wandering around the house. Um, and later it becomes discussions about Colin and his health and, and whether she's good for him or not. But at first it's just like about she's getting in trouble <laughs> for being yeah. rebellious. And, and so I think that's, that's good too. You know, she's like, 
getting out on her own exploring the manor and Absolutely. Uh, yeah so i thought okay we've got it like multiple scenes there good that passed. so i was relieved well. yeah relieved <laughs> that all of mine passed and not just on some flimsy little two-liner throwaway yeah, conversation like all of them well yeah exactly Absolutely. So, very hurrah. good well those are three movies that pass um I'm trying to think. What, what do you want to hear first? Movies, surprising movies that do pass or surprising movies that don't pass? Uh, well, since mine all passed, I want to hear some that don't pass. Okay. I'm shocked. Actually, no, I'm going to just override okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for that too. I'm sorry. Because um, I think the ones that don't pass in some ways are more interesting. Ooh, um, okay. Surprising movies that do pass. Do pass. Some of these I find are more surprising than others. Okay. But um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, okay, I've seen this on both sides okay so okay if it passes it passes by the slimmest of margins yes um but i think based on the technicality it does pass because okay. you get ferris's sister and his mother they have okay. i don't remember if it's more than one conversation but they do have a conversation and it is about her behavior this okay. is just behavior okay not just about some Fairness. boy <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah now as as people point out um the the bigger role throughout the bigger female role throughout the mm. movie is Ferris's girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Sloan, I think is the name of the character okay. who really, I don't think she talks to any woman no, yeah, throughout. She's, she's that like stereotypical girlfriend. She's the girl character. Yeah, exactly. So it passes okay. barely. Another one that passes, but barely, oh, um, is American pie Two. surprisingly. Uh -oh. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like any American pie movie should know, pass. It's very surprising. <laughs> but, okay, so I okay. guess the, the women who talk to each other only talk about clothes. Okay. <laughs> um, another surprising pass okay. is Anchorman. What? Which you wouldn't think. Not at all. But, now I'm trying to remember, apparently there is some, it's probably just one yeah. brief conversation, okay. I think, between... Um, Oh, what's her name's character? The the woman. The, um, the woman. <laughs> Christina Applegate. Okay. Um, talking to some other woman about something. something. I forget. Hmm. I read, but I, I can't remember. But okay. see, you know, I don't know. It's a very funny movie. I like Anchorman, but it. But I wouldn't recommend it barely. as any kind of. No, it's not really feminist a great feminist or realist. Treaties, is it? <laughs> yeah, realistic <laughs> representation of women. No. Um, okay, so surprisingly, okay. and I think it doesn't pass amazingly, but it passes. <laughs> Kind of in a neat way. Okay. Uh, the movie Remember the Titans, which oh, is a football okay. yes. film. So surprising. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that surprising. Apparently, and I'm only going on what I read because okay. I've never seen the movie, yes. but I kind of want to now. Yeah. Uh, it passes because uh, two little girls, I think they said the daughter of the coach um, and somebody else's daughter, they have a conversation about huh. football and Barbies huh. and <laughs> it, just, it sounds kind of awesome. All right, to be all right. So it passes. Okay. Another surprising pass, yep. although I think again, um, by a slim margin, Goodfellas. Hmm. Maybe Goodfellas passes. Okay. Um, again, a surprising pass, How to Marry a Millionaire, which is a oh. classic <laughs> film with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Um, but the ladies, I know this is one, you know, this has been on my Netflix list for a while cause, uh, it's a classic yep. comedy with Marilyn Monroe and those are always worth checking out. Um, but from what I gather, the plot is <laughs> how to marry a millionaire <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty uh, three women who are getting together and trying to land rich husbands. But in their conversations, I guess they are talking about more than just men. And so the okay. movie passes. Okay. Um, okay. Another surprising pass, I think very surprising, scary movie. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Apparently, oh that's all I knew. The okay. the article that I was looking at didn't really go into detail about but why, how it passes, but it passes. <laughs> so check that one out. Mm, uh, or, or don't. <laughs> well, it depends on what you like, I guess. Okay, I suppose. I'm not judging anyone. <sighs> you're, so, you're better than I. <laughs> Heather's judging. I'm you judging you. Movie. Don't watch scary movies. Um, and then another one. Now I mentioned, um, and we'll talk about the Avengers. Unfortunately, does not pass, no. and it breaks my heart because you know how much I love the Avengers. Uh, but it, I am the first to admit that in mm. general, the Marvel movies um, and superhero movies in general, I think, yeah. generally probably don't do a great job of of passing right. Right. the Bechdel test. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, passes um, more than marginally because right. uh, Gamora. Yep. Um, talks with her sister okay. about i mean no they're not they're enemies and it's not a very <laughs> friendly conversation but they do talk about their their history and their background and okay. um it's not a huge uh scene in the movie but mm. it's actually kind of an important plot point yes which true. is it's nice true. to see okay so, i like that well done guardians yeah. of the galaxy yeah so those are some surprising passes. Okay. Now, mm. some of these failures, um, mm. I will say that a couple of them actually almost broke my heart. Oh. Um, <laughs> so first of all, I'll save those for the end. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're creating suspense by know, leaving the worst ones until the end. <laughs> Sad. Uh, so first of all, the social network. Okay. Does not pass. Oh, I think I read something about that as well. Yeah. yeah. And I guess this isn't so, I, I wouldn't say that's shocking. Uh, true. But... It's a, it's kind of one of those like, oh, that's really too bad because yeah. it's a great movie and it's yeah. an important movie about, you know, an important kind social of media part of our social, and, yeah, of, sure, our, of our history sure. right now. And um, the, the point is even less that just the fact that it doesn't pass, but mm. the way women are represented in the movie, mm. um, I guess um Aaron Sorkin who was the writer and I don't remember if he directed the movie or not but he actually even mentioned the fact that like the women in the movie are kind of more just prizes than right. anything else yeah, yeah. um it's, so it's very a very flat representation yeah. yeah now I mean people will argue and say okay well this is a you know it's representing true events and you can't you know twist things right to, right okay. like if these men in real life are are not being super great to women. Then yeah. That's going to come across. Fair but... enough. But again, it's just another one of those like, okay, so it's another one to add to the pile in general mm. of our, of our movies that it might be a great movie, but look at how many of our great movies don't right. pass the right. test. Um, so another one uh, that now I guess it gets a very slim pass kind of is Avatar. Mm. Um, and this is a movie um that there's a couple on this list that they say, well, okay, well, by the very most technical of margins, mm. it passes the third point, but it's more the women who are talking to each other. They're not really having a conversation. They're not talking to each other. Okay. It's more, there's a very brief interchange where somebody says something at someone else and that's <laughs> it. Like there's no okay. response. There's okay. no, there's no conversation. So it certainly wouldn't pass the test that Anita Sarkeesian proposes right. okay. where they have to talk for 60 seconds. Right. Um, okay. Another one. And uh, this wasn't shocking, but it is disappointing. Cause again, mm. I love star Wars, oh. but, um, the original movies, oh. none of them pass no. at all. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about it? You're like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There's Leia and, <laughs> yeah and she's basically more or less the only female character there's a couple yeah, there's of others like some small... lady ewoks not right. anything <laughs> there's you know luke's aunt 
is yeah. there briefly, yeah, but it's true. certainly at yeah. certainly at no point do any of the first three movies pass no. the third criterion sure. where the women talk to each other. Right um, now. Um, it was pointed out that a couple of the the first two prequels do pass, um, but nobody likes them. So, no. <laughs> okay, now another one okay. that really hurt my feelings: <laughs> the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, you fails. know what? I've, I've read quite a bit about that, but uh, about the lack of female characters mm-hmm. in Tolkien's there work. Are and... some major female characters? Yes, but at no yeah. point do any of them come Ever into contact with each other. Yeah, with they're like the completely di- disparate points in the plot. Yeah, yeah, mm. and uh, I may be wrong, but I'm I'm mm. pretty sure that the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Films, I was just going to say it's same probably problem. The same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another one that is kind of mm. disappointing. Uh, the Hurt Locker fails. Really? Which, I mean, given the subject matter, I guess is not surprising, but it is a little surprising given that it was famously directed by a woman. Right. Um, Catherine Bigelow, I think. I think. Um, and she won, she won right. the directing yeah, Oscar that it's, year it's for that movie. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. But unfortunately, it doesn't pass. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, once we're getting into some children's movies that don't pass, Shrek. Does okay. not pass, oh. although apparently the the sequels do. Okay, so that's good. Finding Nemo doesn't pass. Oh. I hadn't thought about that, but okay. really, Dory is is she the, the only, only female, female character? Yeah. I mean, it's a father son story, but still, right. yeah, they could have uh, thrown in a like a couple, a couple like other female yeah. fish for her to chat with. Hmm. They did not. <laughs> they did not. They did not. Um, so other um, animated movies that don't pass, Aladdin doesn't pass. Okay. And yeah, Jasmine is the only female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lion King does not pass. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are yep. a couple female characters and I don't, I guess they don't talk to each other or if they do, it's mm-hmm. like a brief okay. encounter. Yeah. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory does not pass, okay. even though there are two female yeah. children, yeah. Yeah. but they don't, pa- they don't talk to each other right. and none of the mothers okay. talk to each other. And yeah. so, uh, that fails. So kind of some of the classics mm, okay. fail, unfortunately. Breakfast at Tiffany's what? doesn't mm. pass. I don't mm. know. I'm thinking of, I don't, I can't even think of another female character mm. in that movie aside from right. Holly Golightly. Um, the Blind Side uh, mm. does not pass from a few, few years ago with Sandra okay. Bullock. Yep. Um, so even though it's a great story and story. a great movie yeah. with a really strong a message and strong female character. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I guess, I mean, and she does talk to other women in the film, but they talk about, uh, about men. the boy. Yeah. About okay. the boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's the other? Okay. So the other big one, The Princess oh. Bride. Oh, fails, no. Which is too bad because That's I too bad. do adore that movie. It's so fun. It is hmm. such a wonderful movie. Hmm. So again, it's just, it's just goes to show, yeah. you know, just because a movie doesn't pass doesn't mean that it's not a great movie that people should see sure. and enjoy. Um, it's just an indication when you start thinking yeah. about it. So, okay, here we come down oh, to Oh, no, the there's really, worse. I thought we already covered the no, worst and you're going to be really uh, disappointed. Oh, no, Dana, what? So, um, I am very sorry to say that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's no, Stone no. does not Are pass. Mm-hmm. and okay. even more i think unfortunately given right. the character development okay. and yeah, the last movie doesn't pass harry oh. potter and the deathly hollows part two what? does not pass or again it passes by razor thin margins yeah. because oh. they're famously there okay. is the great line it is a great line sure. where uh, ron's mother 
um, beats Bellatrix Lestrange yes. at the end of the movie. Yes. And um, what does she say? Not my daughter, you. Yeah. Yes. Ha. Hooray. B word. I won't say it. <laughs> but um, so, okay, that is a great line. And yes. then my other favorite line from the movie is when uh, McGonagall says to Mrs. Weasley, she she caps the spell that yes I've always wanted the, to. yeah I've always wanted to use that spell <laughs> and it's a great line yeah. but as these commentators point out um, that's just those aren't conversations there's mm, no response like it doesn't way. continue yeah. it's just one like one mm. line at another okay. character and that's the extent of female characters mm. talking to each other oh. isn't, isn't doesn't mm. that just kind of break your heart that really does I knew it would because J.K. Rowling is so great and she has so many great female characters in there yeah. they just don't interact with each other enough, apparently not oh, what's the deal no. J.K. come on <laughs> we're all disappointed okay. hmm. but again still a great movie yeah <laughs> well it's not a it's not a metric of great movies it's no, a metric again, of Mickey mentioned that so movies, right on that okay. note oh, so I mean I, I, no. I think our, what we were saying here is go out, think, just think about what yes. you're consuming. And yeah. the Bechdel test can really, you can apply it to TV shows, yes. to yep. um, books. Actually, there, one of the articles we read I really liked, I have recently discovered Doctor Who. And you all be getting a distinct impression of me as somebody who <laughs> loves geek culture. I do. Um, you would be right. <laughs> I, yes, uh, they would be right. Uh, so I finally, I don't know why it took me so long, but... I binged on Doctor Who this past summer and <laughs> and certainly fell in love. Um, but somebody pointed out, uh, kind of did an analysis of all the episodes. And for those people who are familiar with the show, uh, the the reboot, the original kind of creator and writer was Russell T. Davies. And then um, he was succeeded by Stephen Moffat. Um, and somebody did an analysis and looked and determined that the Davies episodes definitely past more often hmm. and better than the Moffat episodes and actually there's a whole lot out there on the internet about mm. people's issue with some of Stephen Moffat's representations of of women in mm. both Doctor Who and Sherlock which is another favorite of mine mm. so it's it's very oh, it, it just tears me up it's frustrating yeah. because it, yeah. it's stuff that you love and yeah. it's so well done and so well yeah. written but it's like oh yeah. why can't they just oh, get it right yeah um, yes yes you yeah. want to love it and approve yeah. every part of it exactly. but then you're like you're not getting us right you're not getting yeah. me right like yeah hmm mm-hmm. that's frustrating so anyway think about what okay. you're reading and yep. consuming yeah uh think about the bechdel test and again yes. as we mentioned think about how the bechdel test can be adapted for mm, other, other uses groups yeah. um again such as people of color and lbgtq mm-hmm. um people Folks. so yeah uh yeah it's an interesting litmus test yeah i like that one last thing to add before we sign off um i wanted to mention there was a theater or chain of theaters in sweden oh, i loved this that, yeah had had announced that they were only going to screen films that passed the backdoll test and i think passed decently mm-hmm. like with with sort of the underlying intention and i thought wow what a great move mm-hmm. and you know even just as like a as a sort of attention or not attention strategy, but like, you know, just even as a promotional strategy to kind of bring people's attention to this topic. I thought that's really great. It is. And yeah. And I always feel like there should be a rotten tomato meter, yeah. <laughs> but like a, like a bestial meter because it's, it doesn't need to be just a yes or a no. We're also, um, differentiating between does it pass well? Does mm-hmm. it pass thoroughly or is it just scraping by? So maybe if there was like a pass fail and then like a percentage of pass yeah. so that there are like fantastic, you know, 90% rating movies and then ones that are just scraping by mm-hmm. by a hair. That's and really, 
again, the whole point I think is to spark conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. And like hopefully, this. yeah, exactly. We've, we've been sparked into conversation. <laughs> we are and conversing. Our conversation Ooh. will spark you. And yes. as we pointed out to each other before we started <laughs> recording, we passed the Bechdel Yay! test. <laughs> yes, <'cause laughs> we talk a lot to each other about, about stuff other than usually men, so. not men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Good for us. <laughs> we get a pat on the back yeah. right now. Listen to our podcast because it passes the Bechdel test. Bechdel friendly. There you go. On that hopeful okay. note. <laughs> we'll sign off. Yes. So once again, thank you for listening. Oh, and again, yes. as I mention every time, you can find all of the resources that we used for this podcast um, linked with the uh the podcast somewhere yes. somewhere. <laughs> somewhere and again you can find our contact information to get a hold of us if you have yep. anything of interest to add or any questions yeah we'd um, love to hear from constructive you. criticism is welcomed sure yeah. yeah and um so once again thank you for joining us thanks bye <laughs>